Hey guys, you're listening to Michael Pendlitz play Abraham Ford, or I did play Abraham Ford in The Walking Dead until I got my brain smashed in. You're listening to Walkers and Talkers with, uh... Alright, who's Brody? Who's Jamie? <laughs> thank you, Michael Cutlets. Who is oh, Brody? Thank Who is you. J- okay, I'm, I'm Brody. And I'm Jamie. So, yeah, so by now you probably know I'm David Brody from Elmstrad in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM. Who's Brody? Who's Jamie? Who's Brody? That who's was Deanna? Our, who's, who's Deanna? That took us a couple of times to get that done. Yes, yeah, so it was I, kind of a funny process. I think, I think Michael has put that season six or out yeah. of his mind. Yeah. He's like, well, uh, who's Deanna? What? It's a classic in, line. In your defense, though, you did an. A stellar job coaching him. I did. But he just wasn't quite following. Wasn't quite following, which is fine. Yes, it's fine. We love Michael Cutlet. So, welcome to episode 91. We missed you guys. Yeah, uh, happy everything. Yeah, it's been a a hot minute. Happy New Year. We're like two weeks into the year. Yeah. So, we posted episode 90 on January 5th. Yeah. And that's the interview episode. It was part two of our interview series. Uh, Part uh, one had uh, Greg Nicotero and uh, Herschel. And Scott Wilson and Cooper Andrews, who plays... Jerry! Jerry! Not to be confused with Zander Berkeley. Okay. <laughs> so part two is uh, Caitlin Akon, who plays Enid. Enid, yep. Who we have to assume now, since our last episode of taping. Uh, okay, if you're not caught up with The Walking Dead, turn this off now. You if should be. If you're caught up, Carl is going to die. There's no cure. He wasn't bitten by a whisperer. He, he's dying. He's dead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Scott M. Gibble confirmed the death. Yeah, he's... he's it's he, happening. February 25th, he's dying. Premiere of part two. Yeah. He's dying. Okay. So I would imagine Enid's gonna have a much larger role now because she may have to take over some of the storylines that that Carl did. that Carl had because as you know Carl's still alive in the comics. Yes. Uh, and so uh, part two, episode ninety, sort of came out when like our morning shows were on vacation, and I tweeted. And by the way, we had our first sponsor. I'm very excited. Yes, I am too. That's so exciting. So episode ninety, it's a very short commercial, but it's uh, it's it's the people at at it uh, came out on DVD, the Stephen King movie. Yes. It. I saw and it in the theaters. They chose our podcast to sponsor because they, they thought we had a sci-fi element and we would appeal to the same audience that would like a scary horror movie like It. And so we're like, yeah, okay, sure. Absolutely. We're very excited. So um, thank you for all your support listening to our podcast. Those who love The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and Preacher and those who don't listen and just love us. That's fine too. Yes. And Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of interviews, our next episode, 90, well, I don't know when it's going to air. But right after we record this, we're interviewing Ian Coletti, who plays Arseface in Eugene Preacher. Root. Eugene Root. I'm who, very excited. He's such a honey. Now, we talked a few episodes ago about meeting him at MSG at the yeah. Impractical Joker show. No one recognized him. We did. I, I, well, I fangirled. Yeah. I was like, hey, what? Yeah, but I, who pointed <laughs> at him? You saw him, and then I freaked out. From across the room, our eyes locked. <laughs> anyway, he was just standing there by himself. Ian is not only on Preacher. He's so cute. And he was on Sopranos as a kid and Blue's Clues. But he has music coming out, which he sent me, which we're going to play when we interview him. It's really good. And so he is going to be taping season three of Preacher in middle to end of January. So like next week, I think he's So leaving. very soon. Yeah. And then the season's going to come out in the summer. Anyway. And he's from Jersey, by the way. He's from Jersey. Yeah. So he grew up listening to our Shout shows. Shout out. So we'll, we'll, that'll be on the next episode. The reason I bring up interviews is when we do a review of The Walking Dead's episodes, we get let's say, X amount of listens. Yeah. A nice, healthy amount. And when we do interviews, there doesn't seem to be a sense of urgency to listen. And we get like half of X amount. And so I feel like if you're a fan of The Walking Dead or us and our interview style, you will really like the two parts of our interview series 
But I really think the Michael Cutlets interview. It's very funny. It's must hear. Yes. First of all, okay, so in the first one, uh, episode 89, I called bullshit on The Walking Dead to a big player. To his face? And yeah, Well, you heard yeah, it. I, uh, yeah. I was a little shocked. And then he called bullshit on his own show. Which I couldn't even believe. So you have to listen to 89. You got it. But 90, I turned a classic The Walking Dead line on a character on the phone live. I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And guess what? He didn't hang up on us I because didn't. I wasn't sure if he would hang up after you said what so you said. So I said something that that could be taken as very offensive. Uh, very offensive. To Michael Cutlets. <laughs> but he laughed and played along with it. And again, yeah, please yeah. go back and listen. Caitlin Nacon was great. Yeah. And it's the same. But check out Michael. Episode 90. Go listen to the Michael Cutlets interview. All right? Yes. I'm done with that. I'm, okay. done, I'm done preaching about Preacher and preaching about The Walking Dead. Okay, so. A lot happened in the past week and a half. Ooh, like news and articles so and all these things coming out. a petition out. went around, fire Scott and Gimple. Yeah. Get him off the show as showrunner. Last time we talked about, I think, 220, no, maybe 25,000 people signed right. it. Or... Now, who knows if that had any effect on anybody? Probably not. But here's the thing. If I'm AMC and I see the ratings are slipping, and then you pull this big Kill Carl move, mm. and you upset more people... Maybe the direction isn't where you want it to be. Yeah. When you get All Out War and your ratings go down, and All Out War's been fantastic, Yeah. you're doing something wrong. You're promoting it wrong. You're, you're editing it wrong. You're, you're, you're pacing the battle wrong. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Now, you're not going to fire Scott M. Gimple. You're making the executive producer of Fear the Walking Dead because you want his golden touch on that yeah. show. And it looks like from the pictures, and we'll talk about that, and the people have added to the cast, looks like a completely different show. Love the Morgan pictures. Love the morning pictures. Shout yeah. out to Morgan. Get a little yeah. you know, Grab your heart there. Lenny chest. James is a little special place. A little special place. A little special okay, place. Okay, so Scott M. Gimple replaced this showrunner by Angela Kang. Yeah. Now, Angela Kang has been a writer and a big creative force on the show since 2011. However, she also wrote the episode of uh, entitled Still, I believe from season five. Which one was that That's now? the one where uh, Daryl and Emily sit around a house all day and get like romantic but don't. Oh! That's considered the worst episode of The Walking Dead. People hate that episode. Yeah. Now, she also wrote a bunch of good episodes, but she's got that going against her. Mm. She wrote the lovey-dovey still episode that didn't really go anywhere. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. So it was like an art piece stuck in the middle of a season. (sighs) So we hope Angela Kang will continue and hopefully improve in season nine. Yeah. In the meantime, eight's already been filmed. Gimple is in charge of, of eight completely. Yes. You mentioned some photos. Uh, new photos were released in Entertainment Weekly. Uh, the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. So in The Walking Dead, it's pictures of Carl laying, laying down. With like, Michonne. Bu- right. And, then, and there's a picture of uh, Rick and Michonne carrying him away from a burning house. He's not in the burning house, but it's in the background. And it's Alexandria's carrying him somewhere. Alexandria's uh, burned to the ground. In the Fear the Walking Dead pictures that have been released, and again, they're all over the place. Two of the pictures are about Morgan. Mm-hmm. Of Morgan. Yes. One looks like what Morgan wore in the early episodes, like season one, season three. Yeah. And he's got a stick, and he's by a truck. Mm-hmm. And the stick is sharpened on one end. Now, that could be to throw us off, because he didn't get the stick till he met Eastman. Yeah, and he sharpened it, like, last season. Right. Now, we don't know when he met Eastman, because it made, they made it look like he met Eastman, and then he went on a journey to find Rick and the others. Yeah. He could have found Eastman... Halfway through season three, after clear, 
And, and, and we don't know. Right. It's like it's a mind. And death. so he could have spent all of season four timeline with the walk the, the fear cast. Yeah. Right? And then went back to Atlanta or Alexandria to find Rick. Like he went to Atlanta, he took the map and he yeah. he followed him. So we had an we originally had a theory. So the, oh the other picture of uh, Morgan is Morgan in the brown puffy winter coat mm-hmm. that he wore when he was tracking him on the train tracks in season five. Yes. And he had the goggles on. Mm-hmm. So people are like, well, in that picture he has the staff, but it's not sharpened. Yes, that, that's so, the one with him by the car with the zombie. Right. So now, yeah. is the, is it a, is it a flashback in the coat, and then is it very well could be a flashback? And then is the shirt is the blue shirt scene with the sharpened spear after the war? Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Something I didn't think about earlier. Here's what could have happened. Is what they're gonna they're gonna uh, retro the timeline. Yeah. Recon the timeline. I know Trev Chan was trying to. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. Explain it a little I, bit. I have a theory. Yeah. My theory is between seasons one and three, Okay. when we thought that might be a flashback, Morgan goes to Texas in, okay. in the current Fear timeline. Okay. So he goes there now, right, mm-hmm. in, where season three is, right? Okay. He has whatever interactions with them. He sees people wearing the skin of dead people, like he said to Rick in, the, in Clear. He saw some horrible things. He saw horrible things. Yeah. Which he saw with the fear cast. Okay. Right? Then, in season four, he's still crazy. He catches himself. He figures himself out. He meets Eastman. Mm-hmm. He may, at that point, go, well, no, because he had a stick. We still, the stick picture, we don't know for a fact if the stick is just a, is a stick that looks like his stick. We don't know if it's the stick. Yeah, it's if it's the stick or just a stick to throw us off. In the coat... That we see when he's tracking them in season five, he had already met Eastman because he had the stick. Yes. So Eastman is prior to mid-season five Terminus, all of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because season five ended or mid-season ended with Terminus? Y- yes. Yes. Right? Okay. So it's possible he makes two trips to them. Two? Yeah. Here's what I'm thinking. Hmm. So they retcon his his history. Okay. He either visits them between episode, season one and season three, right? And then at the when the war breaks out, at the end of season eight in The Walking Dead, he's like, you know what? I can't take you people. You're warmongers or you're, something's up. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, he needs to leave. He doesn't like Rick's direction, whatever. And he remembers his friends in Texas, the Clarks. Yeah, the Clarks. And goes back to them. Current time. Current time with a history. Oh, with the sharpened stick. So we see him the first time he meets them. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Decides he's straightened his life out now. Yeah. He's not crazy, and he needs to find Rick. Yes. To see if that's where he should be. Hmm. Now, after the war, he realizes, I got to go back to those people. Yeah. So I feel like maybe he's going back to them, not just coincidentally after the war. With those two photos, that makes sense. Here's why I, I say that. The coat throws me. Yeah. Where's that coat? Alexandria burned down. Right? The, he tan, had the, the tan coat? The tan coat. Yeah. He had it at Alexandria. He didn't take it, has it to, to the, be a flashback then. He didn't take it to the kingdom with him. No. So I think that may be, maybe when he met Eastman, he then, from Eastman, we thought he went right to Alexandria. Like he started tracking Rick. Yeah. Maybe he met Eastman right after season three. Okay. Right? So clear. Clear. Shortly after he get, he gains some of his uh, mind back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... He meets Eastman and then goes there and then comes back to Alexandria. Like, I think he makes two trips. That makes sense. 
Maybe he commandeers the helicopter, even what? though he doesn't know how to That's fly, and flies it to Texas. Whoa, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, the point is, I think he goes twice. <laughs> okay. I think he's there twice. Okay. Because the coat's not making sense to me. Yeah. So I think the coat was his first visit to them. Has to be, because that's around, you know, the beginnings. The right. The beginning. And nobody's asked him about who he met along the way, because they're just, like, happy to see him. Yeah. So he meets them between seasons three and four. Yeah. Leaves them for whatever reason. Or he meets, the, yeah, and he, he meets Eastman and them, but them, meaning the fear cast, after Eastman. Mm-hmm. And then he decides, I'm going to go back to Rick. I'm mellow now. I have new purpose in life. I'm going back. Yeah. So somehow they're going to weave all that in. Ugh, I think on. we're going to see Eastman again. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, so the, so lots of who the hell knows what's going on. <laughs> I will tell you there's other pictures of the Fear of the Walking Dead cast. and With they, Jenna Elfman added. Yeah. So, uh, Make a Path Presents, Ronnie Hayes made a great point, and I have to agree with him. Mm-hmm. Jenna Elfman. They all look dirty. They look They filthy. look like they're in a zombie apocalypse. Unlike Alicia, they've been showering, living on a ranch, they don't She's look, got Car- Carl's Bedell Sassoon here. Yeah, they're all pretty. Yeah. None of them look like they've been through hell. Yeah. And and it, it was refreshing to see the photographs of people who look like they're in a zombie a apocalypse. A little more haggard. Who are scrounging for food like what we loved about the original Walking Dead yes. show. So hopefully it'll be more like The Walking Dead. One of the girls had a crazy knife in the picture. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? I said, they don't have any cool weapons. Yes, any cool weapons. There, there's there's too much realism. It's like everyday mom and her kids. Yeah. Although she's killing people, it, it, there's no, I need a katana. There's no crossbow. I need a there's crossbow. no katana. Yeah, there's no. Right. I need weapons. There's no hatchet. There's nobody with military experience other than the people they already killed. Everyone at the ranch is dead. Yeah. So I feel like there's hope for season four with Gimple. And and truthfully, I'm not attached to anyone that much on fear. I'm not fear. either. I said to say that. So but, if yeah. I don't think Madison's going to die. No, I don't think so. But if and I don't think Nick's going to die. I think eventually Leash has to die, although she's kick ass. Yeah. They're killing everybody else. Strand's got to go at some point. They don't kill enough people on that show. Well, they don't. Right. They they keep the same I know five. They, I know they ki- killed like Troy and Jake, but on but they add the people Walking and kill them. Dead. Right. They kill off like originals. And the problem the problem with fear is everywhere they went, everyone around them died, and then they left. Yeah. And the they, hotel, but none of them the, died. Yeah. Well, or, or the stragglers died. Yeah. But the cl- not the main ones. Okay. I know you. You know you're listening. You're going. What about Curtis? Fair enough. Curtis died. But yeah. I feel that was an error. Yeah. Strand's still around, and Daniel's still around. No. no did Daniel? No, Daniel's still alive. Daniel's still alive. He's and on the bridge. He was shot in the face. And he's still alive. He was shot in the face. Yeah, he was shot in the face. He's fine. Yeah. He just needs a little... Uh, a little touch-up. A little touch-up. <laughs> a little uh, dental care. A report came out that uh, Andrew Lincoln and Norman Reedus are negotiating contracts for season nine. Again? That's a good Ooh. thing, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, can I just jump in really quick? Yeah. So the other day, we had a guest over at Light FM, and it was a stylist that came with our guest. And uh, she was really nice, and she looks at my desk, and she goes, Norman. I said, yeah. I said, I'm a huge fan of his. She she goes, I've been his stylist for the past nine years. She goes, I just cut his hair two weeks ago before the Golden Globes. I was like, what? She goes, he's the nicest guy. And then she showed me all these videos of them on her phone joking around, but she is the one that is in charge of his locks. Did you touch her? Uh, Well, I not really, but... She was very sweet. I can't remember her name now, but uh, she's known Norman forever, and she said it drives her crazy because she'll watch the show, and sometimes his hair color is different from episode to episode, like a little bit so lighter, a the little darker. But anyway, when he's here in New York, she's gone. To, he's gone to her for like eight, nine years. She cuts his hair, does all that all right. jazz. 
Anyway. It's just a fun little fact that happened. Fun little fact. It happened. So, uh, according to the article, Rick Grimes, uh, Andrew Lincoln, says he feels his character's journey has a long way to go. That's good. He's not looking yeah. to leave the show. And uh, Norman Reedus said he sees himself playing Daryl indefinitely. Mm-hmm. We like to hear that. Yes, we do. We that don't want them we going like anywhere. to hear. Uh, also, in the Entertainment Weekly article, they asked Robert Kirkman about uh, people being upset that they killed off Carl. Spoiler. And he said... That's our intention. We're looking to upset people. It shows that they're invested and they care. Yeah. I, I don't take that too far, Kirk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't feel like, oh, they'll care more. You killed Glenn, your ratings went down. You killed Abraham, your ratings went down. Yeah. Don't kill too many beloved characters. Don't kill Daryl. You know, you, you want to kill people early on when we didn't love them for seven, eight years? I get it. Yeah. I now get, we're eight years in. I get eventually characters need to die. That's why I really thought Morgan was going to die. I still think he might. <sighs> I, I was really surprised it wasn't Morgan, actually. Who knows? He might just uh, go into the distance, walk away. He might. I mean, they're already painting the picture that he wants that, out. Yeah. So who knows what he'll do. But I thought he was going to go. You know, uh, and if they, the whispers, if that storyline does happen, because uh, now there's talk that it might not. You sent me an article that, it, like, what if it may not? That's some bullshit. Right. We need that. So the Whispers are the next bad group. I've been wanting to see this. Yes. Now, in the comics, it's all about Carl. He's a huge part of that. Yeah, huge. Oh, he's the main storyline. Well, uh, a lot so, of it. Right. So now they're like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going you're gonna to switch the sexes of the characters involved? and they Throw Enid in throw there. Throw Enid. Or, they got to do something. Yeah. To, if they want to keep the Whispers. I hope they really don't pull that plot line out. I, 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 I agree. So we'll see. Uh, rumor is that they're, they're going to have the Whispers. Um, okay, so speaking of Fear of the Walking Dead, last year we complained that we, as, as a podcast, we had a gap. There was gaps between shows. Mm-hmm. When there's gaps, we have less to talk about, although yeah. we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. They announced the premiere date of Fear of the Walking Dead 4. What is it? Season 4. Oh, it's no. It's April 25th at 10 p.m. 10 p.m.? Hold on. Why is it 10 p.m.? Because at 9 p.m., is the season finale of The Walking Dead. Shut the front door. They're going to go right, right from one to the other. No, wait, not even one week? So we may see Morgan... Oh, my We God. may see Morgan walk from one right to the other. Wow. He may... I don't know anything, but he may die, and then boom, he's alive again. That's that's some craziness right there. Crazy. Oh, come on. Give us one week to process. No, it's good. Boom, boom. There, we have five minutes. Not yeah, but, even five minutes to process. So, so okay. So, I'm oh, not... I don't, I'm oh, not, I don't like this. Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you why I like it. You do like I it? I like it because, number one, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, but... Number two, uh, it's going to help the ratings on fear because you're like, I got to see what's happening with Morgan. It's going to be boom, boom I right you, there. that's why they did it. And then Talking Dead can talk about both episodes. Guess what? I'll be DVRing it because I get up at 3 a.m. Yeah, well, that's, that's you. <laughs> I, I, I get up at... 4.30, and I'm going to watch all of it. Okay. Because I care about the people. I care about the people, too, but I get cranky sometimes. You do get cranky. When, when I don't sleep You're enough. a little crank monster. <laughs> I kind of feel like you didn't sleep last night. I did sleep. I think so. I'm a peach today. Are you a peach? <laughs> a little bruise on the side. <laughs> peach, Georgia peach, filmed in Georgia. Oh, by the Nicely way, done. Uh, for Christmas morning, I made... From the Walking Dead cookbook, the Georgia Peach Cobbler from the Kingdom. Okay. And it was phenomenal. So if you don't have the Walking Dead cookbook, it's legit recipes and they're delish. They are delish? Side note. Side note. But yeah, the Peach Cobbler, my family was raving. I'm sure they loved them. Yeah. 
But is it like Walking Dead, like like the cookies, like Carol's cookies, right? Well, my dad's first question was, is this going to be like some apocalyptic shit, like where there's no sugar in it? Right. But there was. There was like brown sugar and fresh peaches, and I used some sweet. Yeah, so there's so, really peaches in it. There's it's, really peaches. It's not like uh, oats no. that was and fermented. brown and... sugar, and I used a stick of butter with like uh, flour oh, a flour and stuff. Oh, stick of butter, I'm in. And I, and I did like a crumble on top. All right. So it, it making was, me hungry. It was delicious. Because Carol's cookies are like beetroot and radishes. Well, her, and, first, uh, her first recipe. Yeah, her first. That, yeah. I, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I make for the premiere and stuff and I bring around to the stations. Those are delicious. By the way, most people who had Carol's cookies are dead. Spoiler. Oh, well. <laughs> Just We're all live here. I'd rather have my face eaten off by a zombie <laughs> than eat any more of your cookies, Carol. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to I jump around a little bit. About, okay. We have some uh, like five or six more things newsworthy. Uh, Denai Garcia, not Denai Guerrera. Yeah. This is Denai Garcia, who is uh, Luciana on Fear the Walking Dead. She posted on Instagram a picture of herself wearing a Fear the Walking Dead hat and said, don't worry, I'm fine for season four. Like, I'm back. She should not be doing that. She should not That was be. like a Mercedes Mason yeah. move. Like, look for me episode four. Like shout out. Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Mason, rather. Yeah. She, uh, no. Mercedes Lewis is a tight end for the, was a oh. tight end for the Jaguars. <laughs> I think he's still there. Anyway, uh, Mercedes Mason, we called her out on that many episodes ago. Yeah. When she's like, oh, yeah, I'll be back in episode seven or whatever. It's about think, the suspense, Mercedes. I think that's why they killed her off, because she got a big Probably. mouth. She had her baby, though, in real life. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. She's off the show. Oh, by the way, she's dead. Spoiler. <laughs> you're not caught up with Fear the Walking Dead. She's dead. You, listen, you got to be caught up if you listen to this podcast. Yeah. And truthfully, Mercedes Mason, that, you know, Ophelia, eh. I mean, other than the name sounds like Ophelia, I don't really care about her character. Nobody did. Yeah. Like, she was pretty, but she was annoying. She was annoying. So, bye-bye. Yeah. Now we have a whole new cast. I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Although, Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman, for me, will always be, you know, Dharma. Always. Or the girl in Ed, Ed TV, which is like the UPS driver, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. We had our on the Elvis Duran show. Uh, you did? Like, oh, I want to say 2007. Wow. I think when Ed TV was out, and she was really nice. I said, you know what? You with the ponytail and the, uh, uh, you were really cute. I said, you, uh, where your hair was. She was adorable she, in adorable. Dharma and Greg. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. But she looks badass and fierce, so that's good. She does. We, again, just flashback to our earlier conversation. We need more badass. Yeah, we do. We're like dirt and grimy and, you know. Yeah, and a I need, weapon. A cool I need weapon. Someone, more I, you know cool I, weapons. I need someone, like, big guy to carry around a jackhammer. Like, that doesn't make <laughs> oh any God. sense. And just, like, walk up to zombies and go, <laughs> you know? Right we'll through the brain. Right, yeah, like, how great would that be <laughs> if, if instead of, like, a uh, like a crossbow, but you had, you know, you, the walkers are coming, right? Uh, yeah. Picture this, picture this, picture this. You're, you're walking down a, an alleyway or... You're in fear, so you're in Houston, you're in Texas, where you're walking around, and you hear, and all of a sudden you go, right? Oh my god! And how about the, the guy's? The guy's name's Jack, so he's like, oh, Jack. Let hammer. me get my hammer. And he's like, but he's got a jackhammer. Oh and it's like, all of a sudden, there's a herd. How long have you thought there's a herd this? just now. There's a herd. <laughs> And then there's just dead walkers. Oh, splattered everywhere. Shattered. Yeah, like what shattered. other what other cool weapons could yeah, we have? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. We've seen bazookas. Yeah. You know, like launch, missile launchers and things. But no one's walking around with a jackhammer. I know you have to plug them it's in. It's pretty damn heavy. Maybe you get like a gas-operated jackhammer, which I don't even think they exist. Or like solar pa- solar panels, so when it's in the sun and a you're carrying it. A solar-powered jackhammer. Yeah, because they're walking around Texas in the hot sun. Right, now you're thinking. Now I'm thinking. Solar-powered jackhammer. That's right. Jack that's <laughs> 
So, oh, a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's what you do. Oh, no. Hold on. I get, this is great. Hold on. I got a this. A lawnmower. Yeah, listen, I got a whole computer here. So, all right, so picture this. You're walking down the street. You're in, you're in Houston, and uh, the zombies are coming. And all of a sudden, there's like 10 of them. And you're like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? All of a sudden, they're dead. Don't they're you dead. think like a bone or like a chunk of body part would like get caught in the lawnmower motor? Okay, see, you're ruining it now. I'm, so, I'm just thinking I want ahead. It's a solar-powered lawnmower. Solar or one of those like, what were those, those pushing ones where you didn't need electricity? A ride-on mower? No, the ones that you would just like push across your lawn and you didn't need any electricity. Um, lawnmowers. The old oh, school. Oh, the hand ones? That yeah, could... like the old school ones. Like. Yeah. Or better yet, let's say... Let's say you're a woman all by yourself in your apartment, right? Yeah. And, you know, you might be a good glass of wine. You're maybe getting ready to go in the tub. I the, do that. Romantic, right, I know you do. You I, gotta, I, and, have a, I have a suction cup thing. I bet you do. In my bathtub <laughs> to hold my wine glass. Nice. Yeah. And then you've got this, your, your facial massager, and then a walker comes into the bathroom. And you're like, hold on, I got my 10-inch Daryl Dixon. <laughs> oh, my God. What, are you going to vibrate them to death? <laughs> right. And then their eyes roll in the back of their heads because right they're all, their ear. you pleasure them, and then when they're distracted, oh my God. boom, they're dead. <laughs> Do you need to mark this explicit now? T- yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the way to go. Really cool weapons of destruction. Yeah. Tweet us at David underscore yeah. Brody at uh, the talking Jamie. So, so far we have uh, the jackhammer, the lawnmower, and the right. air quote facial Now, by the massager. way, if you've got a big vibrator, you may refer to it as the jackhammer. I don't <laughs> oh know. Oh, my God. Imagine your, your, your vibrator is like. Remember Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> oh, he, dear. He goes, she's got a power tool in the bedroom, dear. She could break a sidewalk with that thing. <laughs> Literally what I'm discussing. All right, so uh, back to uh, Denai Garcia. She's, she's back. She says wow, she's back. Wow, we derailed that yeah. much. So how, yes, right? Where do we go? Uh, yeah. So Luciana walked out on Nick. They had sex. He made her that nice, like, tablecloth dinner in the burnt-out house, and she was gone. Yes. And she was gone a while because he, re- he rebuilt the house. He made a house out her. of it. Where'd she go? Here's what I'm, I don't understand. If there's a time jump to catch up to the present day The Walking Dead with Morgan, oh, where, how did she do that? Or if it's a flashback to Morgan, he, he, I, does he show up? Before she walks off, or does Morgan bump into her? Because they're going to Houston, apparently. Yeah. Why would she go to Houston? Unless someone else said, "Hey, they're going to Houston." She may team up with Morgan and. But she go left. With them. She wasn't at the dam. I don't know where she the said hell she was she... going back to Mexico. Well, maybe she didn't make it. You think it's one of those things where coincidentally she got captured by the same gang? Oh my god! And they're like, "Oh look, we found her." Oh look, there she is. Right. Nah. However she got where she's going, she should not have put that on Twitter. Don't unless do she's, that. Unless she's back as a walker. Like this, she, she died outside the ranch and there she's walking around. Oh, well, that's sad. How sad? Who cares? I mean, I'm not that sad. I mean, she's all right, but... But, I mean, don't... don't Let us wonder where you are. Yeah. Uh, Norman Reedus story for you. Yes. He was naked. What? At, no, he wasn't. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. He was at a... Um, a Vegas casino, and he walked up to the The Walking Dead 
slot machines. Yeah, I've played that. Yes, I'm sure you have. And he put one coin in it and won $800. What? Apparently, you could pick which character you want to be. And, of course, he played Daryl. No way. And he won $800. No yeah, this was, way. This was uh, earlier in the week. How cool is that? How cool is Norman Reedus? Uh, very cool. Hello. Uh, oh, uh, get ready. Oh, I got to give you, since we're playing sound effects, hold on. Um, let's see if I have this. Nope. Oh, I got it. This is good. As you hear me typing. Yes. We are live. Kind of. Here it is. Okay, I need that for the jackhammer. Get ready. It's time for the... Uh, a steamboat? No, the Walker Stalker Cruise. Oh, I, isn't it happening like right now? The, yes, it's happening uh, January 26th to the 30th. Oh, man. The 30th is my birthday, by the way. So if anyone oh. would like to get me a Walker Stalker Cruise on my birthday, oh, that wow. would be great. Uh, the cruise sets sail from New Orleans. Not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but they should be. Yeah. The cruise sets sail from New Orleans on January 26th, or New Orleans. Uh, from there, the ship heads to Cozumel, Mexico for a day of sun and fun. I'm reading this right off the website. <laughs> sun and fun. Uh, while on board, fans enjoy intimate panels. Who would Ooh. like to enjoy an intimate panel? Um, I would. Meet and greet, unique photo ops, opportunities to hang out with the cast and crew. Hashtag ship on a ship. Ship on a ship. That's our anniversary yeah. of ship on a yeah, ship. Ship on a ship. Guests include past and present members of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman, Norman Reedus, uh, Jeffrey Dean oh, Morgan, come on. John Bernthal, what? Shane, no. Alana Masterson, Tom Payne, oh my Ross Marquand, Kari Payton, uh, Austin Milio. Pollyanna McIntosh. What? She'll take you to the up, up, up on the ship. Up, up, up. Uh, Iron E. Singleton, our boy T-Dog. T-Dog. And Michael Trainer. Who's Michael Trainer? you ask? Uh, he was a piece of shit on the show. Yes, he, he was, was. Nicholas. He was Nicholas. Very good. pushed Glenn off the dumpster right. or pulled him as he was dying. Right. Yeah. Well, did he, he pull him? He kind of like, as he was dying, like kind of fell back and kind of pulled Glenn okay. with him. Okay. Because Glenn was all, all disoriented as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Glenn didn't die there. No, he oh, did oh, not. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler. But he died later. Yeah. Spoiler. Same season. Spoiler. Well, no, technically. Uh, technically, technically no. Technically, the next one. Abraham got killed. Tech got bashed. Technically, technically, yes. End of season six. Glenn legitimately didn't die until That's season true. seven. That's true. But that was some bullshit. Like literally three or four weeks went by when we didn't know where he was. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of uh, Abraham, again, I'm telling you, go back to episode ninety. Listen to it. Right. Hear what you hear. What you have oh, to say. Oh, and I'm going to tease forward. Oh, I'm going to tease forward. I don't know if it's going to be our next episode or not. Okay. But it, uh, shortly after, maybe a week or two after you hear this podcast or when this goes live, we're going to post an interview that we did with Ian Coletti from Preacher. Eugene. Who, Eugene, who plays Archfake. Oh. Yeah. Right? He was amazing. Great interview. We had so much fun with him. Oh, he was a blast. So he, he's leaving this film season three. But he grew up and lives right near, well, he lives in New Jersey, not far from yeah. our radio stations. And so we asked him to come in. He's like, yeah, I'll come in. Absolutely. And he literally spent like over an hour with us. He absolutely did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's great. So please listen back to uh, uh, the five interviews we did for The Walking Dead, especially the Michael Cudlitz one. Yes. And then especially listen to Ian Coletti, because it it's a fun interview. It really was. And you don't have to watch Preacher. To enjoy the interview because it was more of a overview yeah. of his career and the craziness on set, and he oh, and he's a singer, 
We, he's damn good too. He's got two songs out. We played really good. We played clips of uh, his two sing- his yes. two first singles, and they're really good. So definitely check that out. I don't know if it's gonna be episode 91, 92. Well, no, this is ninety one. So I don't know if it's gonna be ninety two, ninety three. Okay. Uh, but we're gonna release it soon. So look out for that. Got to give you guys content while, you know, there's no shows on. Yeah. Ian Coletti. Very exciting. We're getting creative. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Andrew Lincoln says, all bets are off after Carl's death. Let's see. He says, as soon as it happened, all bets were off. Uh, this is in the Entertainment Weekly interview, which you can go read online or buy the magazine. Um, because there had been a certain sense, I think, over the last couple of years that people would go, oh, we are much more associated with the comic books, so we know what's going to happen. I think that the general thrust of the story was always going to be based upon that with a couple of deviations or inversions or twists or replacements in one character taking the story and this one taking that. But that is uncharted waters for the show. But this is uncharted waters for the show. Yeah. Carl's death will mark a major deviation from the comics where, you know, he's still alive now, way after uh, All Out War, 50 episodes after All Out War. He says, we're eight years into a big story and I think if there is a future, which I know that there is, they're going to have to take some big swings and change things up. Loosening and untethering us from a lot of the story in the comic is one really interesting way of moving the story forward, and perhaps we can look at a bigger story outside of the one that we've been focusing on for eight years. Meaning maybe there's a whole new plot line and a whole new thing, that new villains that they haven't, with nothing to do with the comics, like Terminus was sort of not really in the yeah. comics. I mean, it was some there were cannibals in the comics, but not like Terminus. Yeah. So, you know what? I think they're all trying to save face now. They're trying to come up with like great ways to go, oh, no, this is really going to help. This is really going to keep you on your toes. Hey, guess what? I don't want Carol to die. Yeah, okay? better not. I don't need you to shock me by killing Daryl. No. I don't want to. Listen. Don't even say those words. Whatever happens in the zombie apocalypse, if, if it really happened, yeah. right? At some point, someone's still alive. Yeah. So why shouldn't it be the ones we like the most? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're already killing off And then you just else. explain it by saying... The reason you like them the most, the reason our show focused on them is they are the long-term survivors. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, well, of course the star's not going to die. Well, he's the star because he's the guy that doesn't die, and we're just watching it happen. Yeah. There's no, nobody, ha- not everyone dies. Kids say, well, everyone's going to die eventually. Yeah, in the real world, everyone dies eventually. Yeah. Except me. I've, I'm not, not dying. I already figured that out. <laughs> you I gotta, already I figured got, that out? I got a master you plan. Got a plan. I got a plan. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, Lenny James on Morgan crossing over to Fear. He says, the things that the writers are doing with Morgan and the way they're navigating it, it's not really a spoiler, but the way that Morgan transitions through the crossover is really, really interesting. Now, remember, Morgan spoiled a lot of things uh, in season seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Every time he does an interview, he says things he shouldn't say. Mm. Uh, the springboard that goes from The Walking Dead to Fear is a real... And it doesn't really say. He said it, it's an interesting kind of trajectory. It's a... Uh, full, well-thought-out journey that Morgan goes on. A lot of it is tied to his relationship with Rick. So I don't know if they're showing his relationship, meaning he goes back to Rick. Remember I said they go, yeah, he comes back. two trips. Two trips. A lot of it is... Now, this, I don't... Now, how do you interpret this? A lot of it is tied to his relationship to this group of people that he feels conflicted about caring for and wanting to protect. Now, does that mean... The survivors from The Walking Dead, he's tied to them and he feels like he needs to protect them, but he needs his own sanity, so he leaves. Or do they recon, retcon rather, do they retcon the story and now give him that he feels bad about the Clark family and he needs to protect them, so that's why he goes back? Like, which one is he talking about? It literally, I think, could, it's it could go either way. Right. Yeah. Because he says, 
Because he's clearly going to form... He a lot already of it has is, their survivor bond, and yeah. then he's clearly going to form a bond with the Clarks. He says a lot of it is tied to his relationship Rick, with Rick, and he says a lot of it is tied to his relationship to this group of people. Well, wouldn't you just say Rick is, and the group of people? So or I is think, this group of people Madison? That's what I think. Yeah. I think they're going to make it look like this has been weighing on him all this time, but yeah. these other people and... But his true loyalty well, maybe is with Rick. I think his true loyalty is ultimately with Rick. Yeah. And he loves From Carol. Day one. Yeah. But are we going to see a more deep relationship with the Clark family and the fear cast that they're going to go back and show us that he's... But then why did he leave? Did they have to... If they're going to cross him over, they have to show how he knows them. Yeah. Why he left. How we met them. Right. Because if he has the stick, clearly it's after Eastman. Yes. But he must have met them before Eastman. Went on a journey to go see Rick. Bumped into Eastman going back east. Yeah. See, I think we thought he met Eastman as he was going north from Georgia to Alexandria, but maybe he met Eastman as he was going east to try to find Rick again. Well, that very well could be. So I don't know. I don't know what he's what he's all about. And I still don't know how Luciana is going to meet up with the fear people. Yeah. I'm, mm, yeah. I Fe- have... February 25th seems like a really long time from now. It does. I feel like January is crawling. So we have three... It's only four. January 18th. We have like four more weeks of no episodes. Wow. So stick with us, people. We got good <laughs> stuff coming up, though. Yeah, we'll give you news, and we have the Ian Coletti interview, and, and I'm working on some other interviews. Yeah, so we we'll, do bonus stuff. We do bonus stuff. We do. All right. I think it's time. What time is it? Should we, should we do it? I feel like maybe we should make this longer. Talk for another half hour. For another half hour? Nah. <laughs> it's time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this shit, shit down. down.